Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everybody. I'm glad you've tuned in today to 941 The Voice. And I'm very fortunate today to have the expert Bible teacher at Cloverdale Church of God, Pastor Don Bertelson, with me. He teaches our Joy Group, and that's our older youth uh, seniors group, and our Sunday school class. And uh, Don, good to have you. It's good to be here. It's always good to talk about the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I know one thing. My wife is in both his classes, and she thinks he walks on water. So I said, Don, you got to come be on the radio with me. I need somebody that knows how to talk about the Bible. Well, you do a good job. Oh, you're the man. You are the man. Don and I have been friends for years. He was a pastor of the Oregon Trail Church of God for 20 years in Caldwell. And Don and I pal around together, and, and he... Like I said, he once he retired, he eventually came over to our church to work for us, and so it's been so it's been our actual dream to work together, it, it, and it's it's been fun for the last six seven years. It was, and we talked about that years ago. Maybe someday we'd work together, and certainly God provided that. Yeah. And we do some traveling together. We're going to head off to Portland and in march for a little weekend trip and uh see some friends and we just we just have a good time yeah, we enjoy being together and have fun we do we have a lot of things in common we're the same age within uh two and a half weeks and our wives are the same age within like a week yeah and, and five years apart and five so. years apart and yes we have a lot of things that are kind of in common except he had he had a Bible education where I didn't, which you can probably tell. Uh, I mean, I had some, but not not to the extent that Don did. But we're going to go through Romans, we decided. We're going to go through the first several chapters of Romans, and uh, I wanted Don with me as we, we do this. But let's start out with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thanks that John, excuse me, Don could join us. Thanks for all the people that are listening today. And Lord, open our hearts and minds to your truth, to the great book of Romans. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Don, before we start uh, the book of Romans, uh, give me a little background about the author. Sure, the Apostle Paul. He had a desire to visit the church in Rome. And during his third missionary journey, while he was in Greece in the city of Corinth, he was planning to make a visit there, but things happened, and he had some things that stopped him from doing that. And so he wanted to prepare the Roman church for his visit, and so he writes this letter. And as we read it, we realize that he has not met with these people, nor do they know him. They know of Paul, and they know basically his teaching. But this is kind of an introduction, and Romans just touches on the basic teachings that we all need to have from the church, from the Christian living, from many different things. And so Romans is, I think, uh, as many say, the great Paul's great writings. It, so, really, it really is. Well, let me read the first seven verses, and we'll go back and look at it a little bit. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, this passage says, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as his early life was descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the Son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, so right off the bat, he kind of explains what he's going to do here. He sure does. And within that introduction, he is just introducing himself, yet he teaches on several major doctrines of the church. 
fact that here is Jesus uh, resurrected. He talks about both his deity as being God and also humanity. And and that's just the introduction. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then and he talks about, uh, he brings up holiness through the yes. spirit of holiness. What do you get out of that? Well, you know, set apart to do the work that God has called us to do. Sometimes we think holiness is perfection, but God sets us apart to do his work. And when we're set apart to do that, he even fills us with the, the Holy Spirit, which which moves us and motivates us with passion to, to do the things that he does. And we're empowered by the belief in the resurrection of Jesus. And that's that's kind of what he's saying there. And he's, he says he's a servant, which the Greek word is a lot stronger. He's a devoted relationship with his master, and he is consumed to serve him. And when you do that, you see how Paul's dedication to Jesus is just powerful. Isn't that something? And coming from a man who persecuted Jesus, yes, yes. a man who persecuted people who followed Jesus. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I think we find in the Word of God that so many had a hard time believing that he had really turned to Jesus. Yeah, wouldn't that think about that? Here's a guy that been persecuting you. You hear the stories, and all of a sudden he shows up, and now he's a believer. And you know, I just wonder, really? You know, yeah, or is it some kind of catch? Catch? Is he trapping me? Right. What, is, what is he doing here? And, Man, you don't, yeah, you just you you can understand kind of what they're feeling. And you know, he said this to all of Rome. And years ago, I would had the privilege of being going to Rome and uh, and seeing uh, where Paul had walked and certainly saw where he was in jail. They have the original jail oh, where yeah. Paul was kept, which was very unique. Is under this underground, and you took these little old stairway paths, kind of made of look felt like clay or something <laughs> or stone, or and got down and how dark and dingy it was with with like a grate uh, above it. That you know, you could look down in there, look up. That's where you'd see the light yeah. of the room above there, and uh, you see the realism of what went Makes on. It come alive! It does. When you go to Rome and when you go to Greece and in Israel, you see you see the Word of God. It's just uh, full of life. Well, let's get on with it. That's kind of the intro and. In the next few paragraphs, I'll read and then we'll talk about it, Don. It says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. That's a good one. That's a good one. God, whom I serve in my spirit, is preaching the gospel of his son, in, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I had among the Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish, that is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then the Gentile, for, for in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as is written, the righteous live by faith. Well, Don, that's that's kind of an impactful bunch of verses there. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see four or five sermons just out, out of that, just at the beginning. And uh, as he, his desire is to be there. But as you said before, 
You know, maybe those people in Rome weren't quite sure of him. And remember, in Rome, Nero, the emperor there, and we know a little bit about Nero, and so all the persecution and all the different difficulties the church might be facing, and he wants to encourage them. He wants to be there. But I think also preparing them that he is really who he is. He is an apostle. He's not coming for any other motive than to do anything more than preach the gospel to them. So I think that's exciting. Well, what held him back, do you think, from... uh... Several things. Um, Early on, we know that he had collected some offerings for for some of the churches that were suffering in Jerusalem from some of them in Macedonia. And he had the responsibility of taking them back. And also, they just had that riot in Ephesus where he had come to them. And you remember the silversmiths were all upset because they were... All the people were now believing that they weren't buying any idols. And so there was a big war in Ephesus, a, 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 what do you call that, a rebellion type of thing. And so a coup, a coup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was going crazy. So he had to flee. And so there were several things there that kept him from there. But his intent was to, to go there. But he writes the Rome. But because he was stopped from going there, we have this classic piece of literature that basically spells out. In the front of our church, there is a bench oh, about yeah. the Roman road. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. And he, he explains, Paul explains how people can come to know Christ. And that bench was uh, in memory of my father years ago. They they made a bench and they put the Roman road on there. So if you ever want to know how to lead someone to Christ, drive through our church, drive through. And the drive through, you'll see a uh, a marble bench there that has all the scriptures listed in a row that shares that lead people to Christ. So it's kind of a it's kind gone. of a neat thing. Yep. You know, that was a big surprise for us when they did that when I was gone. I probably wouldn't have let them do it, <laughs> yeah. but they did it while I was gone. But he said he was anxious to preach the word to them. Yes. He was anxious to get across the news. Boy, when he found God, he really found him. Well, it did to you ever. I mean, the same passion that drove him to go all the way to destroy Christianity now goes to bring it to the people. And you know, I'm I just amazed at, you know, if I could have one person to sit down and yes. listen to a sermon, wouldn't it be Paul? Yeah, I think I would be. Well, he's wrote 13 and, and maybe 14, 14 books of the New Testament, Testament you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and his writings were all very similar in a sense that, he wanted people to know Jesus, and, yeah, and that, and that was, was his mission. Yeah, and, and he he gave it all to him. As he said, I was a servant. I'm committed. Every part of me is committed to serve him. He said that he is obligated both to the Greeks and the non-Greeks, and the yeah. wise and the foolish. He said, I, I want to I share with everyone. Yeah. He said he wasn't ashamed of the gospel. Isn't because that's powerful right there? Yeah, because the power of God who believes, you know, and for the gospel of the righteousness of God has revealed the righteousness that is by faith first to last. And that has to be the way it is, Donna. Yeah. You know, it's a faith walk. A Christian life is a faith walk. It is exactly that. And that's why seven, verse 17 is so powerful. That changed the lives of many people who have read that. I've heard stories that Martin Luther read that and, and, and just changed his passion more than ever before to, to pursue the truth of what he knew was there and to read the Bible and to do all that he did. And so... Powerful verse, 17. The righteousness will live by faith. faith. And boy, they certainly do. Well, Don, that was a fast first round. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we're going to head on through it uh, more tomorrow, and you can, you're able to join me again, I'll right? I'll be there again tomorrow. Look awesome. forward to it. Awesome. Well, in the meantime, folks, you go out and make a difference in someone's life. 
And if you get hungry, go out and buy yourself a hot fudge sundae. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. It just sounded good. Okay, <laughs> folks, go on and have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.